This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, February 5th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Senator John McCain hopes to clinch his party's nomination sooner rather than later. On this super, super duper Giga Tuesday, Mike Tanner, Director of Health and Welfare Studies, runs down the good, the bad, and the ugly of John McCain. Well, let's look first at the good. Uh, In terms of being a fiscal conservative, John McCain is the real deal. Uh, It's not just his well-deserved reputation for fighting earmarks and pork barrel spending, but on entitlements. John McCain has been a leader. He has been an early and ardent supporter of personal accounts for Social Security. On Medicare, he opposed the prescription drug benefit. He was the only one of the presidential candidates and one of the very few Republican senators to do so has actually called for its repeal. Uh, He's called for means testing Medicare. Uh, He's an ardent free trader. Uh, During his time in the Senate, uh, he's never voted for a tax increase. I know he's now taking some heat for having opposed the the Bush tax cuts, but he now says that he should be uh, expanded, extended, and uh, has called for additional tax cuts. So on tax and spending issues, he's pretty good. John McCain's opposition to President Bush's tax cuts at the time sort of seemed to come out of this sort of Gerald Ford view of the appropriateness of spending and tax cuts at the same time. Well, John McCain now says that he opposed the Bush tax cuts because they weren't tied to spending cuts. There's actually some reasonableness to this. Uh, For too long, I think Republicans used the idea of cutting taxes as a way of avoiding the difficult choices about the size of government or cutting government spending. Sort of if you could take away everybody's pain, give them some ice cream, you never had to really worry about whether they ate their spinach. Uh, I think tying them together makes sense. Uh, However, at the time, John McCain's rhetoric was much harsher, much more about tax cuts for the rich. Uh, He seemed to be adopting some of the Democratic talking points. Uh, That shifted a little bit over time. Okay, what about the bad of John McCain? Well, John McCain uh, has a foreign policy that is uh, sort of Dr. Strangelove on steroids. Uh, It's hard to find an enemy or even a perceived enemy that he doesn't seem to want to go to war with. It's not just that he says we're going to have to be in Iraq for 100 years. It's that he wants to pick a fight with North Korea and Iran and, and just about everybody else. And on the domestic side, John McCain has utter contempt for the First Amendment, as we see in McCain Feingold. Uh, a propensity towards elevating everything that sort of catches his eye, you know, steroids in baseball or airline seating policy suddenly becomes a federal issue that he's got to do something to fix. And, and the sort of a general philosophy that somehow equates uh, love of country with obedience to country. Uh, he, he has this very statist view that everything needs to be sacrificed for the better good of the country and that that country is embodied by the president Uh, and that that would solve all our problems. It seems that the same impulse that would drive him to oppose pork barrel spending, that it would damage the image of America, is the same thing, the same impulse that would drive him to oppose all of this private money going into U.S. elections as a, a free electoral process. 
He does have this idea that there is this definable right and wrong that a president can somehow impose, whether it's on uh, campaign spending or government spending or world affairs or almost anything else. Uh, There's this general messianic view of the presidency that if you just get the right person in there, he'll make the right decisions, and then everyone else should fall in line. Well, so much for federalism. John McCain has generally preferred federal power to state governments. He has generally preferred executive power to legislative power. There's been a trend towards centralizing authority in the presidency. Basically, every election is depressing for libertarians, isn't it? Well, and this one is particularly so. There really isn't a leading candidate who you could say is the limited government candidate. Uh, John McCain's decent on fiscal issues, but terrible on uh, so many other issues. Mitt Romney is less fiscally conservative than John McCain, uh, supports a version of Hillary Care uh, for the health care reform, uh, and is generally pandered to every interest group that you could find. Mike Huckabee is a socially conservative John Edwards. And Ron Paul, who certainly has the best position on most of the issues, uh, has been tainted by his association with some people who uh, have very unsavory pasts. So I think all of this together uh, means there's going to be a very long election for lovers of liberty. Mike Tanner is Director of Health and Welfare Studies at the Cato Institute. Cato's Letter is a quarterly publication of speeches and articles addressing the traditional American ideals of individual liberty, free markets, and peace. Your subscription is free at Cato.org.